fact they fucking played bingo. Yeah. Yeah. To get him. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my god, but you know what? It's not really that weird when you start looking into the history of fucking slavery. Yeah, or bingo, because that's like the whitest game ever. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's exactly the point. It's bingo, but you know, for slaves. Yeah, anyway. Let's play Scrabble for slaves. <laughs> <laughs> How rude of me to have touched your belongings without asking. Oh, no, it's cool. I was just confused. Well, I can assure you there was no funny business. Allow me to explain. I lifted your cellular phone to wipe down the dresser, and it accidentally came undone. Yeah, I... I Rather than meddle with it further, I left it that way. How foolish of me. It's fine. I wasn't trying to snitch. Snitch? Rat you out. Tattletail. Yeah. <laughs> oh, don't you worry about that. I can assure you. I don't answer to anyone. I don't answer to anyone. Hi, I'm Candy, the final girl. I'm T.S. motherfucking A. We handle shit. That's what we do. Consider the situation fucking handled. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm Shaun of the Dead. Black is in fashion. (laughs) Tonight on The House That Screams, we are talking about the 2017 film Get Out. We've been waiting to talk about this for a really long time. I'm very excited to talk about it. Um, Tonight we have Erica Wright. All I know is sometimes there's too many white folks. I get nervous, you know. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> Dave German. <laughs> Do you think they saw that shit coming? Hell no, okay? They were coming over there like, I'm just going to suck a little dick, maybe jiggle some balls or shit. No, they didn't get a chance to juggle shit because their heads were off their fucking body. Yeah, they still suck the dick, but without their heads. <laughs> <laughs> and you did it all without oh, laughing, too. Right? I was laughing on the inside. Yeah. Uh, Nico, nice. I mean, I told you not to go in that house. Yeah. <laughs> and we have two guests tonight. Um, we have Ozzy. Hi. Hi. A mine is a terrible thing to waste. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Nice. And we also have Lucy. Hi, Lucy. Hi. I'm Lucy from Behind the Screams. Uh, and. I ain't making this shit up. I saw it on A&E. That is real life. <laughs> <laughs> Lucy's going to start us off tonight. What do you have to say about Get Out? Yes. Um, so usually how I kind of like to introduce movies is looking at the synopsis, the very vague synopsis sometimes that we get on things like IMBD. Um, I just had a quick look and I've got um, 
a very short kind of sentence from The Guardian. So Get Out is described. The plot is as a young black man meets his white girlfriend's parents in Jordan Peele's chilling satire of liberal racism in the US. And I feel like that kind of is a good starting point. And I love this movie, by the way. I just have to start off to say that. But that's kind of... Um, how how we how sometimes we start that off in the podcast is just having that like initial line to 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 start things off. Oh, that's a good place to start. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, Nico. So I actually um had heard about this for a while when when it was coming out that you know Jordan Peele was making the jump into uh, horror movies. So already I was kind of intrigued. You know, watching Key and Peele and you know being familiar with with his previous work was was very interesting and to see the almost like like the genesis of, of this comedic um force become something of a force in horror was like something that was, was like just baffling at the time that, that it, it worked it 100% worked and honestly yeah. um this kind of started the trend where you know more more comedic um you know individuals were getting more into horror like with D- David Gordon Green and Danny McBride doing the new Halloween movies and now Chris Rock doing the new Saw movie like it, it just kind of you know snowballed with with the success of Get Out and you know I had the chance to see this in in Elizabeth New Jersey so I don't think he's familiar I think Dave is familiar with Elizabeth New Jersey yeah Elizabeth New, New Jersey is hood but as fuck I'm hood as fuck I'm <laughs> you know I'm the resident brown guy in the room right now because I'm the only one my, my, my other two uh, compadres are off for the night but well, um, we, I, did I saw this in a pack theater full of all different races but the, I grew up, I, I got to watch this like in a packed theater. It was, it was a random like matinee, like a one o'clock showing because like the thing was sold out like every show and it played huge to this crowd. <laughs> like the reactions were phenomenal. So that actually added to the experience seeing the movie. Oh, I bet. I'm sure. Um, Erica. Uh, so I was fortunate enough to see this in the theater on opening night. Um, at the, the downtown theater close to uh, the university campus. And it was a really diverse audience, but it was cool to see like everyone just rooting for Chris and cheering when he beat the shit out of the white villains at the end of it. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, I, it seemed like the audience got all of the jokes too, which was cool to see. But then a few weeks later, I saw it uh, with a different friend in the south side of town, which tends to be very white and conservative. And they were super uncomfortable during those scenes. It was a completely different dynamic. <laughs> wow. I mean, what an experience. Yeah. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, I'm going to take over for a second. Um, now, we talked previously in other episodes about, you know, um, my previous therapist was convinced that, um, you know, and, and I've gone through this because I've been in therapy since I was fucking 15 on medication, whatever, that it was that horror was part of my it was it was irritating my PTSD and my anxiety. So they made me swear off of it. So I missed the opportunity to see this film when it came out. And. It wasn't until later, it was one of the first, um, when I said, fuck it, I got a new therapist, and I said, fuck it, I'm going to start watching horror because I, I love it so much, and fuck these people, they don't know what they're talking about. And I've gone through that about three different times in my lifetime with them telling me that horror movies were making me anxious, but I'm like, nah, it makes me happy. So this was one of the first films that I watched when I told them to go fuck themselves, and uh, <laughs> I really, really enjoyed it, and it was such a, a breath of fresh air, mm-hmm. and... Um, 
I really like what it inspired, you know, because it inspired a college course. Mm-hmm. And the uh, I cannot say her name correctly. It's really complicated. Tana Nareev Do. Do? Yeah. yeah. And she went on to uh, do the, the horror noir um, documentary on Shudder, which is fantastic. And it was really spurred on by this film. And that was talking about black horror throughout history. Um, and, of course, the iconic Night of the Living Dead was, you know, there was a huge just section on that. And, and that was one of the direct influences on Jordan Peele, you know, just in, to inspire him to do a uh, a black, you know, horror film, you know, in that in appealing to that audience. And, you know, as we know, the whole story with Romero um, Dwayne Jones got the role because he was the best actor and it wasn't written, you know, for any particular race. And it just ended up being such a, a masterful thing to have the black guy be the hero, especially during that time, the civil rights time, you know, and, and racial tensions were very high and, uh, it was a beautiful thing. So I was just really happy to know that he loves the film and that, that helped bring this get out to us, you know, uh, Nico. Well, one thing I, I kind of wanted to kind of piggyback on on that what you were saying was um one thing I, I think that most people kind of overlook about this film is that it kind of um kind of kick-started the the horror renaissance that we're experiencing now because if you remember correctly 2017 was actually a huge year for horror films between actually to be honest studio horror was like pretty big in 2017 and it really started with get out then it yeah. continued on with um the shape of water which i don't care what anybody says is that that's a it's a horror romantic film and then of course you know it chapter one came out to become the biggest horror movie the biggest grossing horror movie of all time when when that came out and plus you know this also this in the shape of water too typically you know the academy completely overlooks our beloved genre i, was I mean gonna bring that up. you know and, <laughs> right and we and i know and, and i'm sure you and i are gonna gonna piggyback on this too here in a second but you know the academy looked at silence of the lambs as a psychological thriller when we all know it's a it's a it's a fucking yeah. horror movie mm-hmm. okay it, yeah. it cleared all five right and it, and it cleared five of the you know major when it won um was I kind of surprised that that Peel didn't kind of get the full love he deserved for this? No, because yeah. I knew they were going to give him one. He got it. He got it for his screenplay, and rightfully so. Um, as much as I did love The Shape of Water, and it is a fantastic movie, I thought Get Out was better. Yes. Of the two, and I and I, and I really think that that Peel deserved to to win the best director Oscar, and I think the film should have won best picture over The Shape of Water. But I, I get it was kind of the balance of you know he won that, and and of course he was the first black man to win that yes. award. Yes. You know, John Singleton, may he rest in peace. Spike Lee, none of them have ever won that award. He was the first and only to this day to win the award. Mm-hmm. You know, and God, God I, I think yeah, right. And I and I think I think we're we're coming to the point. I I would say not not just as um as genre fans, but I think as people who love movies that we're coming to the point now where thanks to get out and the success of the film itself, and not even just the underlying, you know, racial undertones and the overall, it's a horror movie. They can call it a psychological thriller or they want. It's a fucking horror movie. Just like Sansa the Lambs was a fucking horror movie. But I think we're getting to the point now. Right. But I I think because of the success of this movie and, and the, and the critical success, because 
it's it's one of the few horror movies that has like almost a perfect score on Rotten Tomatoes. I think we're gonna get you're you're gonna start seeing more and more, more genre quote unquote genre movies getting more critically acclaimed and having you know being showered with um you know award nominations whether they win it or not you know it, it'd be nice but i i really think that now it's it's getting to the point where even like the academy with with those old fucks in the academy and and hollywood in general yeah. can no longer ignore that that horror is a force to be reckoned with and it really helped that that 2017 happened the way that it did and which with it starting with get out completely helped that definitely um dave uh the one thing uh that i kept noticing through this movie is how solid the entire cast is the entire primary cast of the movie are brilliant just absolutely brilliant um actors uh katherine keener is is, uh, amazing bradley whitford and um steven root uh, every everything i see him in i get more and more respect for him as an actor he can play anything yeah. It, I he was mean, the first thing I re- in True Blood. I mean, and it was like, wow. The first thing I ever saw him in was was Dodgeball. Well, he was also the principal in Buffy too. Oh yeah. Uh, was he, uh, but the yeah. first thing I ever saw him in was Dodgeball, and I thought, okay, kind of funny, comedic actor. And then you saw him in something like um, No Country for Old Men. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he can just bounce between He's roles amazing. so effortlessly. Mm-hmm. The entire cast is so solid in this. It, it, it just it um, elevates the movie even more, I think. Definitely. Um, Ozzy, let's hear from you. So, um, let's step back a little bit. Jordan Peele back on Keenan and Peele on, a, on his TV <laughs> show. Um, in certain episodes, I think there was a Halloween episode where you could just tell his mastermind of, of just horror is just put into those episodes and directing and Everything alone of just that was just creepy. And then for him to go ahead and put it onto the big screen, big screen for us to to watch was just outstanding. And then for him to continue to put these movies out and for him to to show his interest and his love for for that genre gives us more hope for this community to just grow. I guess, you know, Jordan Peele is excellent. Absolutely. Um, Erica. Yeah, I was going to bring up uh, some of the Key and Peele skits because it seems like the movie does some callbacks uh, to some of those episodes, like that brief comment the dad makes that, you know, he, he can't give a tour of the basement because of the black mold problem. I feel like yeah. that ties back to that Black Ice episode um, of Key and Peele. And uh, also, like, there were several ESA-related skits that were quite funny. So I, I like those little uh, those references to that work. <laughs> yep. Yeah, definitely. Um, I wanted to say that um, I love it that Peel is such a big horror fan, mm-hmm. and you know, and we've talked about this a uh, long time ago. You know, in one of our many discussions about how close the line is between comedy and horror, and how you know, like stuff like Evil Dead gets that exactly right. So here he was doing comedy, but, you know, here he's a huge horror fan. So he wanted mm-hmm. to do horror. And I, in an interview with him, I, I believe it was with Eli Roth, and then I think he talked about also on Horror Noir. Um, Jordan Peele uh, was talking about how he writes his horror films and he what he does. And it's what's, what struck me about it and what stuck with me is, is what I do with my writing. I write things that scare me. 
to the point where I have to stop writing it because for a minute, because I'm like, oh, God, I just scared the shit out of myself. And that's what he basically does with his his horror process. And and you can tell that I think in this film, you know, it's it's his fears. What is what is frightening to him? And and I can see the vulnerability, you know, that he gives, uh, especially uh, the character of Chris, um, you know, and you can tell that that's so personal and it, you know, and it, it, it comes across so well. And that's why, you know, it was up for so many awards because it resonates. It's very important. Yeah. Um, Dave. This movie um, made me uncomfortable with myself because I'm obviously a white guy. And um, <laughs> it, it just it, it made me ask a lot of uncomfortable questions about myself. Like when you're watching the scene where he's meeting the dad, the dad's walking with him and kind of giving him the elbow. Hey, man, my man. And. It's like, oh, God, have I yeah, ever said cringe. anything like that? It's like, oh, would have, I'm trying would have to... voted for Obama for a third, third term. Right, for a third <laughs> term. <laughs> and I'm like, I would have voted for Obama for a third time. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm doing it. You am know? I that guy? <laughs> yeah, and am I, it, I, I didn't like a lot of the questions it made me ask about myself. It's just what I wanted to say. It's just uh, uh, it made me a little creepy within my own skin. But isn't, isn't that the, perf- the, the greatness of a, of, of a brilliant movie? is to make you ask those uncomfortable questions, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Make you feel uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think uh, I think so, and I think that's the branch of this movie is it made, right, it makes us ask questions about our deeper selves, like, are we doing that, not even realizing we're doing it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, mm. I mean, that is such a brilliant point, Dave. Just on the the note that we were talking about there about the the comedy side of things and how it's mixed into horror. I mean, horror comedy is my favorite genre personally. I'm a huge fan of Evil Dead. Um, But what I love about Get Out is it is that mixture of comedy, but also dealing with something really political as well. Um, I think, you know, sometimes when we talk about things that are a bit uncomfortable, which I think it's good to be uncomfortable in the uncomfortable, comfortable in the uncomfortable but um it gives us the opportunity to have a laugh but also like you say especially as a white person kind of look back and think about our unconscious racism within ourselves and it's i think and having something so mainstream like i didn't get the opportunity to see it in the cinema but to see it get so much of a profile reputation being in the awards and having that opportunity to have those conversations I think is amazing so I think he's done a really good balance of having those laughs but then the next minute being like oh actually have you thought about this though Mm -hmm. definitely yeah uh Nico actually Ozzy was first oh I'm sorry Ozzy so just one little thing I wanted to add about Jordan Peele is when he's I guess writing and he's putting these trailers out the choice of songs that he picks for his movies, for example, I guess Redbone, when you hear that playing, just that eerie just sound of Childish Gambino, you hear that, it's just, you wouldn't expect it to be kind of in a horror movie. So for him to kind of put that in there, it was, it's pretty awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Nico. So I just have a quick uh, two two points to make. One, um, I as, as you know, as everybody knows, I, I'm in the process now of... Um, getting ready to do my own uh, feature film for the first time. Um, I, I would, I would be a a little remiss if I didn't say that that get out um, after seeing get out, it kind of pushed me even more to know that um, because I, as, as a person of color, you know, this was something that, that definitely 
really pushed me to to really want to like get out there and not really worry about you know oh is 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 am i good enough you know do i do i matter with with the success of this it, it just helped further along and like i've i've had my script for over a decade and after, after seeing the movie it's been fine-tuned fine-tuned and not to the point where like it's it's ready to go and, and then to kind of build off what ozzy was saying like also it's just it's the tarantino effect really with music when it comes mm-hmm. to that you know you you hear a song and like i i'm like that type of writer where like i hear a song and i can build a whole scene around that song that's exactly so, how i write the, as well the mm-hmm. other point that i want to make um can we all pretty much agree that rod is like the friend that we all really wish we had in real <laughs> yeah, life rod, yeah. rod is arguably like rod is arguably the not only is he like one of the best written characters probably in the entire movie but in, in all the movies but he's also the smartest in the entire yes. fucking movie right <laughs> he, he warns him how many times and i mean you know that's why i picked that quote he warns him how many times and he even says it like all like i told you so i, I told you not to go in that house he warns him right in the beginning don't don't do it and he don't listen and who's the only one that comes to chris's defense and saves the day for chris Yes, uh, motherfucking yes, motherfucking you know and 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 little 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 uh, raid what is it the little del how raid is the name i think i because I, I i know he goes by like another name than what than what his name really is but the guy he he kind of got robbed by by not he getting he nominated did. he he was he was i mean and again it shows like how far we've come where like the young lady that that plays uh Borat's daughter in the sequel is now getting like, you know, all these awards and and the praise and rightfully so. We're really, you know, mm-hmm. back then a couple and only in a couple of years this how far we've come that you know that could have been him if the movie would have came out now, especially now with everything. And Get Out is very timely still. Yes, even I mean, though even I though it came out only three years ago. Timely. Rod just needs really geniality to make a pass at him. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, uh, what was I going to mention? Oh, I wanted to come uh, go back to that. The, uh, the, the topic of uh, Jordan Peele was addressing white liberal racism. Um, it reminded me of this book that I read several years ago called Between Barack and a Hard Place by Tim Weiss, uh, who's an anti-racist uh, activist. But basically, so I mean, obviously, given the book title, there are some things about the book that are dated, but his argument was that when Obama was elected, a lot of people maybe falsely felt like, oh, we're a post-racial society now. Racism isn't a big issue. So, like, society's still racist, but, like, some of it became more subtle. So he calls it racism 2.0, whereas racism 1.0 would be the in-your-face KKK overt types of racism but like with the the characters the the bad characters and get out it's a lot more subtle initially that they're just saying things that are just clueless or insensitive or kind of entitled um but it's not um you know they're not calling anyone the n-word or anything like that but it's it's more of the type it seems more like they're fetishizing blackness yes mm-hmm. yeah yes yes. yes they are and um uh, as far as this film being so thought provoking, like Dave was mentioning, that it makes you look at yourself. There are no good white characters in the whole movie, you know. Not like, a one. Not uh, a one. <laughs> like, and I spit on your grave. There are no good men in the whole movie, so right. it's, it, it forces you to oh. look at yourself because there's not a positive character where you're like, oh, I would be like that person 
it's like they're all awful so it's like ooh, to what extent am i like these but, you know it, it that that reminds me of like spike lee there are no good white people in his movies they're yeah. militantly <laughs> danny ilo wasn't danny ilo kind of spike good lee films he he was until the end i have to go back and rewatch it yeah and and, and just it, to, to touch on what you were talking about erica like if I remember correctly, I read that that Jordan Peele had had actually written this in two like 2008. It was like right after Barack Obama had become president. Yes. Ah. And and so when he wrote it, he wrote it more so for himself, not so much to become a film, but it was more so for himself. But when it came around to actually like filming and directing this film, times had changed so much, mm-hmm. and we were like <laughs> coming up onto you know the era of Donald Trump uh, yeah. uh, yeah. B- back to racism 1.0. Yes. Right. And, and, and so when, when he wrote this, it was like, you know, it wasn't really, you know, ready for, you know, the mainstream or whatever, but by the time it was directed and filmed and ready to be released, things have changed so much that I think that that's what made it the hit that it is. Yeah, I mean, make aside, America racist again happened. Yeah, aside, aside from the fact yeah. that it's brilliantly written and brilliantly acted, it it just came out at just that perfect time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Dave. Dave. Well, we, we were talking about Rod, and I, I had in my notes I wanted to mention that um, – or Rod or Rob, I'm sorry. I forgot his character's name. Rod. Rod. Yeah, Rod. Um, Rod is the character from that Eddie Murphy routine that we've talked about before. We was talking about, like, how white people go into a haunted house and invite more white people <laughs> to come <laughs> stay with them. Like, come and, check like, the shit out. And what what does he say? And and the the black guy is like, get out! Too bad we can't stay. Yeah. <laughs> Rod, Rod is, um, from deli- times, from but, delirious. Yeah, from delirious. From delirious. One of the one of his funniest bits ever because it's so true. That's, that's one of the yeah. greatest stand-ups ever. Rod is the uh, is really the great. is that character. The homophobic stuff, but other than that, it was like, I told, other than I that, told you, I told you not to go in the house. White people are gonna make you all sex slaves. He's quoting <laughs> he, yeah. him over and over again. I just loved his character. It was. It, Crack me up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I totally agree. Uh, Nico. So there's there's two things that um, Peel also does, and and everything it's 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 great as a filmmaker. And you know, as as much as I do love this movie, I didn't like Us. That's for another time. Um, but <laughs> oh, but this that's a popular opinion. Oh, yes, man. that's I I didn't, but that's just me. Um, it's the attention to detail with this that that he places with every scene like everything means something but there's but there's two specific things that happen in this movie that i don't think i've ever seen in a movie before with with as far as like setting up like or or continuing to kind of forth of the plot now the scene when chris's girlfriend this is after he's already captured and it's it's you know known that the whole family if you notice how she's trolling the internet looking for her next you know yeah. Victim. Yeah. Wait. Right. She's looking and, at her and, right. and actually, he he makes a, an appearance in that scene. He's one of the athletes. Like they put his face over one of the athletes in that scene. Um, if you notice how she's eating the Fruit Loops, and <laughs> the milk is and, and the milk is separate, yeah. so the yeah. colors don't yes. mix with the milk. Colors don't mix. Which, and what song is she right, listening which, to? Which I remember the song. She... Oh God! Now I'm drawing a blank. I, honestly, I, I forgot to watch it. I, I meant to. I'm gonna be honest with you. I got really stoned last night, and I meant to watch this. <laughs> <laughs> listen, I've been like, listen, listen. I've been, I've been really stressed out. 
with with getting my own shit together that i i was like oh i'm gonna watch get out and i'm like then i'm stressing out i'm like let me let me let me just smoke a bowl and relax i ended up watching entourage (laughs) to be honest with you but uh fucking um alan versus pharaoh i meant to watch it again last night right got caught up in that documentary watch that definitely for sure what what was the song dave because i'm I'm like uh, i remember most um, of the stuff usually the time of the time of my life from uh dirty dancing yeah Yeah, okay right right and also i wanted to mention real quick because i know it's not my turn but also you know she's wearing her hair once she shows yes. the villain, she wears her hair yeah. back in this super tight ponytail, yeah. and she's like drinking milk and eating Fruit Loops and listening to the soundtrack and from she's, uh, Dirty Dancing. She and, became and, so white, you know. Like, and she's drinking, like, and she's drinking the milk with a straw, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. In that scene. It's, it's no. weird, like that, like that moment in Fatal Attraction with fucking, where she's doing the light switch on and off, you know. You know, it's no. kind of reminiscent the, of that. Like you see that. You see her true, na- her true, her true nature. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the other thing, the other thing that that Peel has succeeded in. Okay, now, um, Jason has his machete. Michael Myers has his butcher knife. Freddie has his glove. Leatherface has his chainsaw. Ad nauseum. He managed to make a fucking teacup scary as fuck. He did. <laughs> yeah. All right. Like I, I, I get a little panicky whenever I hear. The, the clinking of the spoon and even yeah, when I'm doing my own coffee and I'm making my own coffee in the morning and I'm clinking around and I'm like, fuck, am I going to go into like, you know, <laughs> the, the phantom zone there, the, the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, fucking sunken place where Chris goes like shit. Yeah. Like I'm kind of fucked when I clink my own spoon in my own mug. Um, so yeah, that, that deserves a lot of credit as well because I mean, that's mm. the most inanimate object and it does the most damage in the fucking movie. Yeah. It does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know that that that's a credit to the writing and the 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 directing and the acting because I know he was nominated and I think he got robbed also a lot of the, this movie got robbed in a lot of shit. Yeah, it was well, again. I know I keep did, going back they to that. The obligatory. It's like well, it definitely deserved at least one Oscar, so I gave him right. one. But... Yeah, right. 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 But no, he no he got for his screenplay. It, it's progress. Yeah, mm-hmm. screenplay is pretty high up there, but it's still not best fucking picture. Um, no, I mean, and again, as much as Love Shape of Water, this 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 was the one to be, I think. When I, it came I agree. John. So, first off, just you know, you're talking about the sound of the teacup. It's very similar in our household with uh, Hereditary and the. No, don't, don't do, do it. That don't do it. Fucking <laughs> yeah. it, it can be quiet in my house, and I'll and I'll do that, and everybody will know. Right. <laughs> so, so yeah, it, but it's it's very similar to the sound of the teacup. Was uh, I the only one that didn't like that movie? I loved it. Only one. I loved it. I, I didn't like it. That was Scared the first the movie to scare me. me in like 20 years. Okay, it's hard to scare <laughs> yeah. me. And I love a good scare, and it scared me. It scared me for like a week. It was fantastic. <laughs> I liked it. Lasting damage to me. Yes. I still look at the corners for creepy wall climbing mom <laughs> every day. I'm like, <laughs> attic right here. So Can right you totally let I'm like, get off my ceiling? <laughs> but the, the one the one thing I wanted to point out the the one scene in this film that that really had me on the edge of my seat was the scene where he steps out to smoke mm-hmm. and the the, the oh yes the, the keep or whatever he was is running at him full speed yeah and yeah. then just oh yeah yeah second so he creepy. turns and it was just one of those scenes like like something so simple 
but like when when it happens and he's running at you, like I could literally feel my like gut tight. Yeah, I was like, oh my god, you just get tense. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. Can I can I bring up one one quick thing before and I don't mean to to jump the line. Um, I, I'm not I'm not sure if you guys have seen it yet. I highly recommend it if you can. I, I don't know if it's still on HBO Max, but there was a bit of a Get Out reunion recently with the movie huh. Judas and the Black Messiah. Oh. Interesting. Yeah, I need uh, to watch um, that. Yeah. yeah. I. I Cannot pronounce um, his last name from the movie, uh, but yeah, Daniel absolutely. and the other actor. Yes, yeah. it's like Kaluvi. I, I can't, and I, I don't want to butcher his yeah. name, but Kaluvi. but both of them kind of reteam. And I don't know if you guys have seen it, but if we're not for Get Out. I mean, this this kind of this this would have solidified both of them. But I <laughs> highly recommend you see that the two of them together work off each other more, where one's not a hypnotized zombie versus yeah, yeah. you know whatever it's actually a really good movie so I, I highly recommend it yeah well check it out definitely i would actually bring up the fact really quick um chance the rapper i mean like this made such a big splash and and so many strides cinematically and and socially for the black community but chance mm-hmm. the rapper was so impressed with this film that he bought out a bunch of the, the theaters in chicago and just let people go for free because he wanted them to have the experience. He wanted them mm-hmm. to go and watch it, ask the questions, you know, or feel justified or feel, you know, represented. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's just that's it's that kind of film. Like you need to go there. Everyone needs to see this film. It's required, you know, mm-hmm. like have this experience. And I thought that was pretty fucking cool of them to do. Um, it was it, it's just really awesome. And then I loved just hearing, um, you know, because I recommended. Uh, before we did this episode, that if you can watch Core Noir on, and I know uh, Erica has seen it, and I know Shauna has seen it. But, yeah, I watched it today. Okay, yeah, it, it's really, and, and it all starts from Get Out, you know, it, and, and then they talk about, you know, Black Horror through history, but it, it, and then it ends on Get Out. And I just think it's so culturally important. And it really kind of gave me an experience of sort of just that taste of, you know, here I am. I'm, I'm, I'm the whitest chick ever. You know, I'm just white. I can't say. Mall, you know, from like European, you know, ancestry or whatever. But, um, no, I'm white. But I really felt like I understood because, you know, I have, I've had black friends who who try to who have told me before I'm not comfortable when there's a bunch of white people. Are there going to be any black people there? Yeah. <laughs> and I and I was kind of uh, like, huh, I've never thought about that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I never thought, like, that would make them uncomfortable. And then, you know, put me in that place where, like, oh, my God, I get it now. Uh-huh. I get it. You know? And so it, it just sort of has a, something for everyone of every race. And it's really just, you know, a big, important voice for the black community. And it's very important in black horror. And, um, you know, I just, I'm just so glad this movie exists. So that's what I have to say. Um, uh, Lucy, I just want to say I love what you said there. Like that was that was brilliant. <laughs> like, <laughs> much better, much more eloquent than I could have said. But I just wanted to touch on the the cinematography in this is top notch. <laughs> I was actually going to mention that scene at the gardener because it's fucking terrifying. But the thing that I really like as well is the way they shot the sunken place and the way they they visually showed like hypnotherapy and you know when. Um, when he's like sinking down and the way that the camera shot, I, ju- I just thought that was so smart. Um, I don't know what you guys thought of that. It was just a really creative way to no, do it. I've never really yeah. seen anything like Great. that before. 
and especially too when they when they kind of mute him out, his voice out, you kind of feel claustrophobic in a way when you're watching that scene. Is what's just mm-hmm. super iconic. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, what it would be like to be helpless. He's totally helpless. Yeah. But yeah. Yet, yet aware. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and I think I think I read that uh, Jordan Peele had talked about how that's kind of a, a semblance to how they feel like in the justice system. You know, mm. is, is that's deep. Com- completely helpless. Wow. Yeah. And it's like, I feel like because of this film, I, I kind of understand that a little bit now better than I did, you know, because I feel like it's our job, you know, as, um, you know, particularly the white race, it's our job to educate ourselves and to, you know, and especially in light of, of the movements now that are happening that should have been happening a long time ago, you know, um, Black Lives Matter things like that like we we need to to educate ourselves we need to ask ourselves questions we need to to look at things around us and see what's happening and see what we can do see how we can better ourselves you know mm-hmm. better the lives of others um Ozzy. the scenes i don't know if you guys uh i think nico touched based on it showing that jordan peele was on the, the laptop as one of the basketball players Oh, well, key, yeah. key, key, key was on there. Or yeah. Key, I'm sorry. Uh, did you guys ever notice that Jordan voice in some of the scenes that he's actually appeared in quite a few scenes, I think. He was and a yeah, deer. Yeah, I know that his voice was in a couple parts, yeah. Yeah, yeah. the deer moaning, and then also, too, yeah. I want to say the, uh, <laughs> the person talking on the TV. Mm-hmm. I want to say as well. <laughs> Just stuff like that was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's like those uh, like the, the director cameos, Stanley cameos <laughs> in the Marvel. Movie. Yeah. <laughs> Dave. Oh, we were talking about the scene where uh, Catherine Keener puts him in the uh, sunken place. The 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 the, um, the the part that stuck out with me, she says, "Now sink into the floor," and he's kind of like, "Wait, wait, wait," and then she says, "Sink." like a command and her voice they, they slow the audio down and it becomes like a guttural you know like a command sink and when you, I, I love that i went back and rewatched it a couple of times i love that the slowing down of the audio to make her her voice become this 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 command this inexorable this command you cannot you cannot deny but um what um struck is the very opening scene of this movie is something that we hear talked about so much uh in the african-american community is what it's like to walk through a neighborhood where perhaps you are not from and have a car, to have a car idling along the curb behind you. It's, it's just, it's so like, it's so um, alien to me personally, I, like I, I would never think twice, but this, it makes you understand, well, not, I, I can't say you understand, but it makes you realize that um, there's something to that. Like if you're an African-American man walking through a neighborhood, you know, uh, he even says, you know, I stick out like a sore thumb. He's admitting he's not he's not from there. And a mm. car just come some car going the opposite direction, turns around and comes idling back up, the, you know, the curb towards you. How terrifying that must be. I mean, talk about horror that and he, and, and he opens. That's the very opening scene of the movie is he's showing you, OK, this is going to be, you know, about what it's like for black people to live in, in a white dominated world. You know, we can't even walk down the fucking street without worrying if some car turns around, some guy in a fucking, you know, Knights uh, Templar, Knights Templar, I'm just going to come out and fucking steal me off to be somebody's fucking doppelganger. Yeah, and, and I'm sure I they haven't thought of a, quite like that, but you know what I'm saying. 
Yeah, I mean, I think that's a beautiful point, if I can just interject for a moment. I mean, I don't know what it's like to be black, but I do know what it's like to be a woman. (laughs) And as a woman, you can have experiences like that. And when you see a car, you're walking down the street and it's night and you're by yourself and there's a car idling behind you. You know, as a woman, I mean, there there are so many ways that you're threatened. So, I mean, I could kind of resonate with that um, in, in, a, in a different way as more of like a gender thing. But, you mm-hmm. know, where you can't feel safe as a woman by yourself at night walking on the street, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I kind of, you know, I, I kind of brought that to it a little bit. But I did not let it diminish the fact that I'm trying to. Um, put myself in in the shoes of a different race, mm-hmm. you know, I just, I, but I just, you know, that that moment there was of like, yeah, I know what it's like being a woman like that. Yeah, I mean, it's fucking terrifying. Yeah, because and if, if you note, if you note at the end when uh, at, after he, he, you know, spoiler alert, uh, anybody, <laughs> yeah, anybody. see the fucking movie. But at the end, after after he, you know, he he kills everybody and his <laughs> buddy pulls up in the cop car. You're like, oh, shit. Before his buddy steps out, the look on his face when he just sees those those, you know, red and blue lights flashing just for that that instantaneous, that split second. You know, it's it's one thing to be a black man and have to deal with the cops. But it's another thing for a cop to show up as a black man. And you've got all these dead white people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he got some I was so scared for him. Yeah. You know, I was like, oh god. Yeah, because just for that split second, split second, it's just like, oh fuck, really? Like you went through all that. And the look and on Rose's face. Yeah. Look on Rose's She thinks that this is her salvation. Yeah. It's going to be a white cop, and she's going to be like, oh my god, he killed my family. She thinks mm. it's going to be her salvation, and it's yeah. it's it's not. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Um, Erica. Oh, yeah. Um, Candy, I was going to bring up uh, kind of the same thing when we're talking about uh, the anxiety of uh, if you're walking alone at night and there's just someone lurking in a car that is idling or following you. Um, I I kind of feel like in, in previous horror movies, you know, when you have an opening scene, it would be a white woman in that situation. Yes. So that's this was part of the brilliance of this film is of showing a black man being vulnerable and being stalked in the same way that usually white women are depicted being stalked and threatened in earlier films and Uh, you know i know you and i like to talk about gender um stuff mm -hmm. gender politics um i think it's interesting not only was the race different but the gender was different yes Mm -hmm. (laughs) because it's it's even more dangerous to be a black man Mm -hmm. than a white woman you know, that, that it was the man who was vulnerable, the man who was the victim. Yes, and with yeah. all of the, the cases in the news of black men being shot by police disproportionately, like it it really you know, makes it such a relevant uh, film today. That I, I also wanted to mention some of the, uh, the symbolism in the film, and I have to admit that there were a couple things that completely went over my head the first time I saw it. One was just the, the repeated imagery of the, the buck and the deer that uh, I, I, I kind of forgot that black men were called bucks. Like I forgot until I listened Back to the Back in slavery days. Yes. But also I, I did pick up though. And when I watched it in the theater that uh, Rose's father's um, he's talking about, Oh, I'm glad you killed that deer on the road. And he talks about them breeding out of control. And yes. Kind of, uh-huh. Like, 
it's like mm-hmm. this eugenics kind of red. And every time I see it, every time I see a dead one, I think that's a good start. That's yep. the punchline to a racist yeah, fucking joke. So ominous. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that was like a creepy detail. <laughs> well, um, if I can jump in, um, really quick, I was actually going to talk about some symbolism too that I noticed, mm-hmm. and maybe it's just I, I don't know if this is weird or not, but when he's at the chair and he's trying to get out. And he's scratching through, and he's picking the cotton, and it's the cotton. Yes. Oh, that frees him. It's fucking brilliant. And I didn't even, yeah. I, I didn't even make that connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, oh my god, he's like, picking cotton. Picking cotton. <laughs> cotton <laughs> out, and the cotton ended up, yeah. You know, I, I just thought that was another cool, like, uh, symbolic thing there. Mm-hmm. You know, it was wild. Um, I, I also wanted to speak about the maid, one of my favorite scenes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When he's talking to the maid, mm-hmm. um, is you know he's like, isn't it a little weird here? You know, like uh, <laughs> all these, you know, yeah. these white people. Doesn't it make you feel a little strange? And she's like, no, no. And then she's <laughs> crying at the same time. Yes. And, but she's smiling, and it's like, oh my god, what a fucking performance right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In that role, but I mean, like that moment, you're just like. Oh my God! You, you just don't know. Like you're going through so many different emotions. Like, oh my God, this is fucked up. It was. It was. You know what I'm saying? Like, she's just like, no, no, but crying, crying, crying. And I'm just like, oh fuck. Yeah. And and how awkward was that? I mean, that whole party scene. And Uh-oh. it's like she's walking him around and showing him off, and they're all like, like the one lady asks, like, you know is it better? Like, you know, obviously yeah. talking about, you know, his, his yeah. black penis and, you know, all this dummy. <laughs> like, I mean, it was just, it was, it was, it was awkward. It was awkward to watch. And I, and I, I think that made it better because you could only imagine how awkward it would feel to be a black man at a, not just at a party of full, filled with white people, but a party filled with white people that, want to be inside you like you know and, and live inside your body they're going to own you they're checking so, his they're checking his teeth it's right yeah. auction and they're checking it, his I mean, it was, teeth. yeah exactly it was like a slave or, or, auction. Or, or the golfer who you know is in love with tiger woods and right you know, <laughs> and, like yeah did, it's just, did anybody it's else so notice creepy, the Asian? And that the fact they fucking play bingo yeah yeah <laughs> to get him mm-hmm. i was like Oh my God! But you know what? It's not really that weird when you start looking at the history of fucking slavery. Yeah, or bingo because that's like the whitest game ever. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's exactly the point. It's bingo, <laughs> but you know, for slaves. Yeah, anyway. Let's play Scrabble for slaves. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and the checking him out and all of that, yeah. and and then he starts to that's that's the moment when he starts to notice and we get our our get out. Part, you know, because he notices he recognizes that musician. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and then then yeah, it's just yeah, I don't know, man. It's I like, love what the first scene that you see Andre back. He's like showing off his new black body to his uh, friends. Uh, he's like, he's like, and they're like, hey, and they're admiring. Hey, nice. And I was like, oh my god. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Just, I'm so uncomfortable. It's, yeah, you're supposed to be. Um, That's the point. Yeah, I, I I was just thinking there. Um, I hadn't made that correlation with the first scene, um, where you're saying it's it's like being being a woman at night. Um, you know, if there's a car behind you, that that fear that you have. I was just realizing there, 
the the objectification as well of Chris in those scenes mm. at the party where like they're checking his teeth and his body and stuff like that fucking horrible it's you can almost see that in the objectification of women in cinema as well and it's it's like the male gaze the male gaze but like the the black gaze you know that's that's what they're doing they're objectifying him just seeing him for his physical appearance so i i just made that connection now but that's quite interesting like um I hadn't thought of it like that before. And, you know, I, I like to say that sometimes we, we get out of films what we bring to it. And, of course, you know, I had to bring the female experience. And um, as you know, Eric and I do a little offshoot here on the show, uh, The Ghoul's Night Out, where we talk about we do feminist reviews. And uh, maybe you can join us sometime if you're interested yeah. in talking about, uh, you know, feminist views on some horror films. But uh um, we get we get pretty heavy with it. <laughs> oh, I like the heavy. All the okay. we don't hold back. I don't know if you heard in uh, the Love Witch or the recently we just uh, released the Witch, which we did a feminist review on. But um, yeah. So so just keep that in mind for if you're ever interested, let me know. Um, but yeah, I I I that's what I got out of it was sort of like comparing it to my own experience, so I could kind of get in those shoes and and that's that's where I was, and then I got further. So, um, Dave. So uh, uh, Jordan Peele, uh, and this isn't some brilliant insight on my part. I watched the documentary and read the, the read the background of this movie. Uh, credited um, Stepford Wives and um, Rosemary's Baby as mm-hmm. two big influences, and those movies were about uh, someone being objectified, except it was a, a white woman. But you know, in both cases, um, they're beset upon by a society dominated by men, white mm-hmm. men, but but uh, men. And they're they're betrayed by someone who supposedly who supposedly loves them. Really, uh, in um, Rosemary's Baby, John Cassavetes was such a douche. He's willing to sell his wife to the fucking <laughs> what devil. What a motherfucker! So he can get acting. I was not here to appreciate my motherfuckerness, but yeah, he really. <laughs> I love it. Bring, bring it on. And and then in, um, in Stepford Wives, you know, uh, he's at the beginning of the movie. He's. Um, the husband, I can't think of his name, is uh, outwardly a very loving and supportive husband, but then he's totally willing to trade his wife for an automat- automaton because, you know, she'll cook eggs in the morning. It's just, it, uh, it's, it's, it's just so, um, it, this is just sort of a trade-up. This is now, you know, the, the black culture, uh, you know, uh, black people being objectified by white people, white people fetish- fetishizing, uh, sorry if I butchered that, uh, black people for their athletic prowess you know wow like with the golf swing let me see your golf swinger or the fact that the grandfather you know lost uh the the olympic tryouts to jesse owens so now he lives yeah. inside a black man's body so he can all night run trying to beat jesse owens old old record that's what he's doing at night <laughs> yeah. he's all night basically, long running. yeah but to put that together and even and the father even says about his father he says he almost got over it he, yeah. ne- he never yeah, he got almost. over it mm-hmm. so he spends every night out there running trying to prove that he's as good as a black guy. It's just, I'm, I'm, I'm so uncomfortable. <laughs> but that's the beauty of horror. We're supposed to be, you know, and sometimes horror is, is just like this really fun place to be. Um, like Lucy said, you know, like you guys know me anyway, uh, but horror comedies, I love the mixture you know, the Evil Dead stuff. My son is named Ash, by the way. Lucy, our son is Ash. That's amazing. <laughs> Always awesome. Yeah. yeah, awesome. Um, but uh yeah so obviously big evil dead fans but um 
you know, so I love that kind of stuff. But I also, you know, we have some really just remarkable pieces. Get Out is one of the the masterpieces of that uh, that makes us uncomfortable in a different, you know, sort of way. It's not it's not scary where it's like all about the gore or anything. It's scary because it's real. Mm-hmm. And that's why we're uncomfortable. And it's scary because, like Dave said, it made me ask questions about myself. Am mm-hmm. I that guy? Did I do I come off as that guy? You know, and and that's what it's supposed to do. And it does it so very well. And we need that right now in our society. Look at look at this. Let's just talk about America for a second. You know, we need that. We need those questions and we need this experience. And it, it was just, you know, fucking genius. Yeah. And and another thing about this film, too, that that really struck me is I'm, I'm a huge sci-fi nerd. And I read a lot of sci-fi and the idea of transferring, you know, a person's consciousness, you know, from a dying body to a, a better body is something that's been touched on for years, you know, in films and, and movies and things like that. And it's one of those things that, you know, if you could be able to do that, would you? Would that be some sort of like immortality to be able to, to transfer yourself? But the way that he uses that, like this is what we get in this film is what would happen if the wrong people had the ability to do that. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, like what links they would go. And when he talks about, you know, how his father, you know, ran against Jesse Owens and lost it, you know, in front of Hitler, like that brings (laughs) almost like a a Nazi backstory to it. This Aryan race shit. Like, (laughs) like, like the coagulant stuff. Was this like some Nazi experiment that, you know, went underground when, you know, when the Nazis lost. But, you know, like the whole story about how, like, you know, in, in the, the late 40s and the 50s, all these these Nazi scientists ended up in America working for NASA and all this stuff. And and was this something that came along with him? It just they don't touch on the backstory. And I you think figure it out. I, and I think that that's brilliant. And I love I love when movies do that where they just hint at just, just a little, it. little bit of a seed of a backstory and leave it up to your imagination to kind of fill in the gaps as to, you know, how this all, you know, came to fruition. You know, I think I love stories like that. Yeah, yeah. And it's hard to find them done well. It's hard to find them done in general, but it's hard to find them done well. And to be done, you know, by a, a debut director, you know, for this being his first fil- feature film, I mean, mm-hmm. it's just amazing. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, I, I remember when I heard about this film being made, because um, I like to read, like, Entertainment Weekly or whatever. I just do. I can't help myself. And mm. uh, I was thinking, isn't he a comedian? Like, I don't know. I'm gonna, is this going to be funny? <laughs> no, not I mean, there are funny parts. There's, you know, the, the character of Rod is our comedic relief, but also the smartest person. Right, the um, smartest one, right. Yeah. yeah. Well, even even the scene where he goes to the to the detectives, and the detectives are fucking cracking up. That's a great scene. That is such a good scene. But it, it's such a, a perfect mix of horror and comedy, and and suspense, and I mean it. And, it makes a social statement. Yeah, yeah. I love when he says so. He shows him the picture of Andre, and he says, you know, he's a black guy from the hood or whatever. He he didn't dress like this, and she goes, yeah. I don't know. I didn't used to dress like this. Yeah. It's so it's, it's so funny on a on several different levels. I, I found it. it <laughs> I didn't dress like this. And then when she's got the two detectives on either side of her and they're yeah. in their straight faces. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it was really funny. 
funny. That's a great hey, candy. Candy, yeah. to kind of build off what you were saying, I said it before, where now get out kind of sort of the trend of, of comedic, mm-hmm. you know, forces dipping their, yeah. their feet into the horror and it works. Yeah. Well, I mean, if, if you go just based on the success really of this. good horror comedies in a while. You know, I don't even think just horror comedies. I just think like that the fact that like these these um these comedic actors are taken out of their own, you know, I I've always liked when when comedic or any any even a genre person comes out of their comfort zone and tries something different. Mm-hmm. But you know, again, I don't I don't think this a lot of this happens if it wasn't for Get Out coming out and hitting as big as it did. I don't think um, Universal would have taken like the, the the second shot to having like I said Dave, David Gordon Green and Danny McBride handling Michael Myers of all fucking things, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Chris, Chris, Chris Rock pitching the story for a new Saw movie and Lionsgate saying okay, and then getting Samuel L. Jackson, Nick Fury, Jules Winfield, you know mm-hmm. what I mean, to come be in the fucking movie with him. Um, right. Who else? And even like, and, and it's, this might not be you know horror so much, but well, actually not at all. But I mean, even Adam Sandler doing yes. un- uncut gems like that. I mean, I. I, I think Get Out opened the the you know the the, the floodgates. And again, this isn't the first time this has happened where like comedic actors have kind of you know spread out into different genres. Obviously, you know Jim Carrey's been been doing it for a while with with dramas, and Robin Williams was successful enough that he won an Oscar for mm-hmm. for Good Will Hunting. But you know, I I think the fact that that Key and Peele was such a you know such a silly. And I think it's funny, but it was a very silly show on Comedy Central. Like, I'm, I'm sure we all know the whole A.A. Ron fucking skit by now, right? A. A. Like, we all, okay. And I, I know that that's not exactly Peel. That's key doing it, but I'm, he helped write the, the, yeah. the sketch. You know, I, I don't I don't think if this movie didn't happen the way that it did, we wouldn't be, you know, mm-hmm. I, I think now we're more accepting that comedic, you know, talents are, are more successful at doing horror movies than than some other people that have been doing it for a little while, if that, if that makes sense. Like, I think this really made people see, like, okay, let, let's see what you got. And it's, it's a fresh take. That's why Get Out was so successful. That's why Halloween, the new one, was so successful. And I'm going to bet dollars to donuts that the new Saw, what is it called, Spiral, the book of Saw, yep. is going to be just as successful also because it's a fresh take with, with, with fresh, you know, it's, it's a fresh set of eyes on, mm-hmm. on, a, on a proven formula. And I, and I think get out was was the foundation for that for that to work as well said yeah i mean there's so many good horror movies i mean if you know where to if you're focusing on the right places you know we talked about mike flanagan is really just a, a force to be reckoned with um you know um that's kind of me and rob's thing we're just obsessed with mike flanagan which i'm but, so mad that i missed that episode because i had to get my my first covid shot and i got really sick from the side effects and i yeah. love it if, if I, I, if I can record, I, 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 I know I missed the episode. I'm just going to throw it out there now. 10 out of 10, Rose the Hats. I'm sure somebody took that. Thank you. But I'm throwing it out there <laughs> now because, because I missed well. it. Um, the only so thing I didn't like about that movie. was another after-school special. The oh, I'm sure it, it was. Did, it did turn into that, yeah. We did two after-school specials together like because we did brain damage where I fucking did my thing. And then, yeah, we had another one and uh the only thing I, I know, I know, I talked to you like we, we talked about it. The only thing I didn't like about it was the ending because I preferred the ending in the book more. But that's that's okay. Yeah. But otherwise, if 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 my if my score counts for that to help it, ten out of ten. Yeah, I think we that. had one nine point five. Two. Two nine point five. Was that was that was that Rob? 
no, Rob gave it a 10. Oh, like I, I think it was, wow. it was me and Erica. It, it, yeah, it was Sean and Erica. Yeah. Oh, wow. Listen up, point fingers. Wow. Come on. <laughs> well, he's the one that did it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do it. So I got I got off track with that, but no, that's like that's what I was saying. Like I us think, getting off track, we've know, actually been comedic comedic talents. Yeah, this is surprisingly have, on the rails. Yeah, we have been on the rails. I mean, so shit, this is this, we've only mentioned a dick once. <laughs> just did. You know, just this did. this was actually you know this was actually really successful and, and such a. Um, cultural impact that that Funko actually made pops of the character Chris. There's I actually was going to bring my I have Chris in there. I've been, I meant to yeah, bring him here. Oh, there's two. Oh, there's the there's one of there's yeah there's one of him in the chair and then there was a, a Funko shop exclusive of him with the bloody white T-shirt from yeah. the end of the movie. Yeah, I have him in the chair. Um, and I meant to bring it out here too. Fuck. Because mm-hmm. all my horror pops are in the living room. I forgot to bring it. But yeah, I've got Chris in there. Uh, Dave. I wanted to talk about for a second the character of uh, Jeremy. He, because you know you've got the uh, you've got most of most of the the white people in this movie are you know at least pretending to be hey I'm not I have black friends Jeremy is unapologetically fucking horrible he even mm-hmm. says to him he even says to him you know you'd be a beast he's he's comparing to him an animal he's comparing him to an animal yeah. and he's and and plus his I have to just say his hair and his mustache. Are one of the most terrifying things in the whole movie. I just yeah. not stop. I just want to get yeah. him comb and just. I just wanted to like comb him out. Just brother, just just please. But he, he is so unapologetically. He's so unapologetically horrible. Yeah. It's almost, it's, in this movie, it's almost refreshing because he doesn't have any alt. He has no ulterior motives. He is fucking racist and horrible. no. He's. Plus, he's trying to live up to his father. You can see that he's a disappointment to his father because when uh, when Chris says something to the father about it. He goes, yeah, you'll meet him. He does kind of the eye roll. Yeah, the black sheep of the family. And Chris <laughs> is going into, me- or, or Jeremy's going into medicine. And the thing I found interesting about Jeremy is um, the weapon of choice that he chooses to- at the end when he's he's holding a lacrosse uh, stick. Uh, l- l- let's face it, lacrosse is one of the whiter sports yeah, out that's there. A, that's a white <laughs> it's, it's pretty white. I mean, I'm let's sorry. I, I don't play lacrosse <laughs> in any sport. But let's be honest. But but if you notice too, uh, when Chris finally whacks him in the fucking head, what does he use? A croquet ball, which is another very white sport. He That's uses that. Cool. I, I played he, croquet growing up. I know I was with uh, some white people because I, I, I thought yeah, I thought Jeremy's <laughs> character is very interesting. I like that portrayal. I think that actor, uh, what's his uh, what's his name? Caleb Landry Jones. Yeah, he's very intense. He's a very intense actor. Great great portrayal. <laughs> Just the way he says beast, you'd be a fucking beast. Oh, he's, yeah. he's, he's fucking comparing yeah, him to an animal. Like, and that, like that's a positive thing. He's a total dude, bro. If there ever was one with, yeah. with fucking Jeremy, he's totally a douchebag, like jock douchebag dude, bro. Is is that yeah, fuck boy. He that that's him to a capital fucking fuck boy. And yeah. even when even towards the end when he's when he has to go get Chris in the wheelchair, he's been reduced to like an orderly status. Mm-hmm. And you can see it in his face, he's like, fuck this shit. He yes. wants to be he his dad has has put him in a subservient role and he's trying to live up to his dad. Kind of like uh, the father, you know, his father was the one who lost to Jesse Owens. So <laughs> uh, trying to live up to dad. Uh, so much. Yeah. Up shit. yeah. We all have those characters in films that we can't wait till they die. And like, he, please he kill this guy. Actually that, that whole fucking family. 
the whole fucking family. You like the the response in the theater when when Chris finally fucking comes out of the shit and like destroys that whole fucking family. That theater fucking it was like watching Endgame. Like that fucking theater yeah. erupted. <laughs> and yeah, especially she, especially she, she how got, you said you know, the, the girlfriend or whatever you know cure. Um, when she's laying on the ground, you know, like, you know, oh, I'm dying. And it's like, I would kick that bitch, and then I double tap. <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's like you were saying how 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 she she thinks she's safe, and it's it's Rod in the TSA. Yeah. You know, right. Part. She thinks so. Yo, Ian, listen. Listen, the entire fucking theater like erupted like when Cap right. grabbed Thor's hammer. Spoiler: If you haven't seen that game, fuck you. But yeah, it, the, the theater fucking the exploded. There's a black person in a movie ever said, oh, thank God the cops are here. You know, it's just not, yeah. it's yeah. not that experience, you know? Right. And then, and then I love I love seeing this is like the genius of the movie, too. It's like it's, you know, you, we, we just went through all this this serious shit, even though Rod was a comedic relief through the movie throughout. But he wasn't in the house with Chris. Chris just went through this fucking like horrible or ordeal. And then instead of like kind of and I know there was a alternate endings where it didn't end well we like like well we listen to me it didn't end so well for, for chris but instead of like kind of dwelling on that peel tends to fucking he, he decided to end the movie on a lighter note by having rod be like i told you so motherfucker why the fuck did you go in there yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. basically I mean, you know friend, like if, if this was real life what would your fucking oh well you're if it was friend. robert mack yeah if it was robert mack i couldn't have some i'm you're sure they have like, some choice words we can't say on the air fucking do it what are you doing yeah. man yeah Especially if it's like your best friend or like a really dear friend, right. they're gonna be honest with you, right. like dumbass. Why'd you listen? Like to I me? fucking told you, like like what did you think was gonna happen, basically? So, um, we're gonna go ahead and start doing reviews. Um, I'm gonna go first, like usual, because I get to, and um, of course I'm gonna give it the predictable ten out of ten teacups. Ah, uh, you took um, mine. <laughs> yeah, you kind of do teacups, yeah, because it's, it's they're fucking scary in this film. Yeah, like we talked about. Yeah, so ten ten teacups. Um, everyone did a phenomenal job. All the actors were just really, really great. There's no lull. There's no, I, I don't know. It just it built suspense really well and atmosphere. And there's so much mm-hmm. uh, symbolic. You know, stuff in there. It, it's it's a good rewatch film because you pick up more each time. It's definitely a think piece. It, it's enjoyable. It's funny. It's it's got everything really. I I can't give it anything lower. It has to be a perfect score. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like the conversations that it sparks. I like that it actually has made us have probably one of our most well organized episodes ever because we're usually fucking all over the place <laughs> talking about vaginas and dicks and sex yeah. and Weirder shit than that. Um, we still yeah, got like half an hour to go, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving room for the dick jokes, but um, no, I, 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 just, uh, I thought people might want to have more to say on these reviews. So yeah, I um, I really feel like uh, you know, this is just such an important film, not just for you know the horror genre, but it's it's an important voice for the black community. Um especially uh, as things are now and, and things that are happening now are things that should have happened a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, the conversations that we're having should have been happening all along. And this kind of kids are kicked our ass and said, Hey, fucking talk about this. Pay attention. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah. I love it. I love it. I just cannot applaud it enough. And 
it, it deserves all the awards, but I'm glad he got enough. Yeah, he he wrote this script 200 times, 200 drafts of the script. So mm-hmm. he got the Oscar for that, you know, and that gave him so much. I mean, people are <coughs> like, thank God, you know, just just hearing that he's producing the, the new Candyman, people are like shitting on themselves, like, oh my yes. God. Because Jordan Peele is well, like, that trailer, oh, that trailer is so good. Oh, oh yeah. Amazing. Even though um, people have a different opinion on us, and, and we'll discuss that another time, um, but they still just, he's like a god now. And I'm like, first movie out of the gate, and you fucking did the damn thing. 10 out of 10 teacups. Uh, Sean? Uh, I, you kind of make it hard to follow that, because you said pretty much everything I wanted to say. Um, but yeah, I got to give it 10 out of 10 uh, running gardeners. Um, <laughs> the just you know a, a, for a directorial debut it was mm-hmm. phenomenal um a, a, as a film by itself it's phenomenal that the the choice in in actors um the music that they used um it, it the film just created such a a perfect mixture of horror and tension suspense uh and comedy i mean it hit everything you know where it needed to be hit it like dave said it made me feel uncomfortable it made me ask questions uh mm-hmm. as it should have and i'm and i'm grateful that it did um that's all i can say mm-hmm. well put. uh erica and so you know how i'm often stingy with perfect scores but i have to give get out 10 out of 10 uh non-consensual hypnosis sessions <laughs> <laughs> It's uh, it's just one of those uh, like, in my opinion, perfect movies. The acting's phenomenal. The cinematography's great. Uh, it, the the social relevance is uh, just too perfect for this you know time in our our history. Um, so yeah, and it was also this great balance of you know genuinely horrific and creepy, but also with a lot of humor interspersed. Uh, so yeah, ten out of ten for me. Awesome, uh, Nico. All right, we're gonna we're gonna follow the trend here. I'm gonna give this ten out of ten. Best friends like Rod. Nice. Um, <laughs> yes. There is. Yes, please. There's. I I don't I don't believe in in the term that there is a perfect movie until this movie came out. This is the perfect movie. Um, I've watched it numerous times. I find zero flaws in this movie. The, the pace is tight. Um, you are completely enamored from the minute the movie starts. You do not want to take your eyes off the screen once. It is a fucking masterpiece, point blank. I mean, the fact that this was his first movie, directorial debut, this is like winning the World Series, the Super Bowl, the NBA Finals, the NCAA, the Heisman, all in one. This, this yeah. guy fucking caught lightning in a bottle, and it worked. Everything worked from the cast. I don't think we gave enough enough credit to the um to the Armitage family either. I mean, we we talked about them briefly, but that was completely well casted from from the daughter right down to the douchebag son, yes, and the the, the mother and father in between. Um, the lead actor that that plays Chris Daniel, I can't pronounce his last name, Kaluya. I think yeah, that's that's what I think it sounds like Kaluya. Kaluya. Um, we'll brilliantly that. cast brilliantly cast for that i mean i i don't see anybody else that could that could have played that character 
um, Lakeith uh, Stanfield as the, um, the, the the crazed uh, hypnotic. You know, he became the meme later on, where it's like, oh, people say like you're lucky to have your girl, but they don't know how crazy she is, and it's it's the picture of him at the party before like he gets the snap. Like, you know, he was well casted. He played that perfectly th- that scene. Um, mm-hmm. Stephen Root. I mean, I could go on and on with the performances, the little subtleties with the little symbolism. Mm-hmm. Again, like the Fruit Loops being separate from the milk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The color, you know, the, white. The, 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 the colors not mixing with the white milk. That is fucking brilliant. <laughs> um, it just it just frustrates me so much too because of how much I love this movie, and I hated us so much. And again, that's uh-huh. for another time. Um, <laughs> you heard me. I, I don't that's know. The first I, that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Not not sorry, man. Because I, us, <laughs> us is a whole different thing. But this this is this is um th- this should honestly be required at at any film school. Like mm-hmm. this, this should be up there. This, this is, is how you make a movie. Now. Yes, it is good. And honestly, like again, this, this gave me the kick in the ass that I needed to kind of go in and come on and do my own thing, to to go in and, and start, you know, filmmaking even more so now than than when I was younger. Um, but again, I I really can't heap enough praise on this thing. Like this thing is, and any movie that can make a fucking teacup scary is <laughs> it's aces. You know, it's it's gotta no, be yeah, good. good so. Yeah. Yeah, and plus, and plus, the MVP of the whole fucking movie, Rod, probably one of yeah. the best characters in cinema, period, to ever, to ever be written and performed. Shout out to to little Del Howry, um, the performance of a lifetime. That that guy became a star overnight because of this movie, and right, everybody did, and rightfully so. So yes, ten out of ten, best friends like Rod, perfection. I don't think it gets any better than this. Really. Nice. We got a nice train mm-hmm. rolling of almost another yeah. perfect score. We're rare with those, so let's see. Uh, Ozzy, your your review. Easily ten out of ten. I mean, Yay. Nico said everything. He he put the nail on the in the wood right there, man. Mm-hmm. From the acting, from the storytelling, to just keeping you stuck on the screen the entire time from the beginning to the end. I mean, even the the deleted scenes of the alternate endings, like just that alone was just amazing. Yeah. So just, yeah, 10 out of 10 across the board. Nice, nice. Okay, uh, let's hear what Lucy has to say. It's not often I give a perfect score, but I have to give 10 out of 10 as well. 10 out of 10, Sid Puppy Dog Cuddles. <laughs> oh, Sid. We love Sid. I, honestly, I, 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 like, I completely agree with everything that you guys are saying. I think this, I cannot fault this movie. Everything from the cinematography, the score, the casting, the foreshadowing. I think everything in this, everything in this movie, Jordan has thought of meticulously. Everything is there for a reason. The, the attention to detail. It's an absolute labor of love. Uh, I just, I adore it. It's, it, it is pretty much a perfect movie. Mm-hmm. Awesome. All right, that leaves uh, Dave. Dave, what do you got to say? Yeah, it's, I hate to go along with the crowd, but ten out of ten old timey TV consoles. Holy shit! Everybody, <laughs> wait, celebration moment. It has made the list, the very short list of yep. perfect tens across the board. Yay! Okay. Go I, ahead. <laughs> I, I I love this movie. I loved uh, dissecting it today when I was watching it and taking notes. <laughs> I had so many notes, and I was thinking. We're never going to be able to cover all of this. This movie is so dense right. with with <laughs> things. And and I said um, ten out of ten old timey TV console. Even that brief moment when uh, uh, Chris is in the sunken place and he's watching the um, explanatory video of Grandpa 
uh, about the Kawhi. He's watching yeah. on one of those old timey TV consoles that my my fucking grandmother had one of those in her yeah. house. That's the old white, you know, power structure trying to retain control. It's it's so many. I mean, I could go. I have notes for days long on this movie. I love it. Tennis. I'm going to watch it again. And I hate it for making me uncomfortable. But isn't that the point? <laughs> That's the point. Yes. I, I mean, exactly. I, I, it makes me think, which I'm not good at. Um, <laughs> and, yes, um, you are. Stop. I, I love this movie so much. And um, yeah, I'm glad it's one of our few 10 out of 10s because it deserves it. It came along when we needed it to. Think of the year it came along, 2017. Yep. It came when we needed it to. Yeah. yeah. And, it's the and, it, and it's still topical. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it will be topical until things start to change. And we do have things that we, we are, you know, that are, you know, voices that are being heard now. And we just got to keep pushing and, and, and supporting these voices and listening to these voices and, and educating ourselves and, um, you know, just, just being part of the movement and to change things. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's a good yeah. conversation starter and a good place to start and then to go out and to, to do these things and to say these things and to, to be supportive and to be part of the change. Yeah. Otherwise the only, the only alternative is things don't change and that's not going to fucking work. That's not working so well, is it? It's not uh, working so great. Hasn't been working, you know? Um, wow. We, uh, we're deep. He was all like, let's do reviews. And I'm like, well, shit. <laughs> Just reviews. And we still have time left. So, um, all right. Listen, well. listen, listen. Wait, Candy. This, this could be like the uh, Prince Woman and Purple Rain, where they just do um the beautiful ones and exit stage left and leave the crowd <laughs> wanting more. All right. So th- th- this right now is your beautiful ones, Purple Rain Prince moment. Okay. Oh. Enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. Nice, short and sweet, perfect score. There you go. Beautiful sounding you makes you want to cry a little yep. bit. Can't yep. that. So, so we should try to, maybe we should we could take a couple minutes to talk about how uh, us baffled everyone. Uh, that's a different, that's different. No, no, no. We'll, we'll be here for like three hours talking about how much yeah. <laughs> Me and Nico are going to have a conversation. I have a lot that. of things to plug, so I guess we can go around and start plugging okay. our various things. Um, plug. I always feel weird when I say plug. Yeah. Um, we like to get <laughs> why? Why? Plugging. He's ready to get plugged. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there it is. Who wants to plug something that's first? That's why I come here. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Dave, I'll let you go first. What do you want to plug? Me, me I'm going to plug this podcast. This is the, the reason I, I stay awake on Thursday nights past 730. <laughs> nor, nor will I'm asleep. Um, I love you all. And I love I love horror. I love the genre. I love how horror can make us uh, can terrify us and then make us laugh. That's the thing about horror. It's it's a it's terror and then a catharsis when you can laugh or think or process it um and i so i love coming here and i'm always honored to be here and thank you all Aww, is that enough ass kissing i could do more <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll, and we'll let our, our guest plug ozzy what would you like to plug i'll plug in uh my instagram seven o'clock a.m maybe we could discuss uh us Maybe some people have some. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna add you right now so we can have that discussion. I sign up. Um, I can I can juggle the schedule a little bit and see if we can fit it in somewhere. You know me, I'm the juggler of the schedule. It's actually a hard job, believe it or not. Because <laughs> we're always like, let's see this episode. I'm like, oh, I gotta find a place. <laughs> so that's what I would plug in there. 
And thank you, though, for having me on here as well. Oh, yeah, we're looking forward to having you back in season four because we are just now wrapping up season three with a bang. Um, So, yeah, um, we'll have you back. And it's been nice having you on this episode. Definitely. Um, Lucy, I know you want to plug, but uh, I'm sure you have other things to plug. So uh, let's hear from you. I just want to say, first off, thank you so much for having me, Candy. It's been an absolute blast and like to to come on talking about such an amazing movie as Get Out. It, it's been really fun. So thank you guys. Yay, I'm yeah, so glad you, you. you could be on this episode with us. And hopefully you'll, you'll join us in season four and continue the schedule. Yes, yes. I'd love yeah. to see what you guys guys have planned. Um, but kind of mentioned at the start, I am a co-host on a different horror movie podcast uh, called Behind the Screams. And I, co- I co-host that with my best friends, uh, Lindsay and Ian, who have also been on this podcast before yeah. and I know that they love you guys so much as well um so we do that weekly um but if you want to find me on the socials you can find me on Twitter and Twitch um I also stream video games every week lulu underscore pew if you like gaming things gay things spoopy things I like all of at. these things <laughs> <laughs> well there you go follow for all the things <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, you were the you uh, you were the one I was waiting for because we'd had Lindsay and Ian's been a friend since um we we started our podcast almost about the same time we started up a friendship then and so Ian's very beloved to everybody and and Lindsay is now too and now we finally got you so now you're beloved to us but we always plug behind the screams because you guys have always been so friendly and so kind to us and we just we love you guys so um definitely looking forward to having you back and uh maybe you can join in some feminist conversation we'll, we'll talk yes. about that. Yeah, hit me up on Twitter about that. Um, I know it's really late for you, so we'll talk tomorrow. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, about that. Um, yeah. Is there anything else that uh, you want to plug? No, no. I can think. I think that. I think that's everything. Just behind the screens is everywhere where you can listen to podcasts. But yeah, just thank you guys again. Um, really appreciate it and look forward to coming back. Awesome. I'm so glad. I'm so glad you did the show. Uh, Nico, I know you got a lot going on. I got a lot going on right now. You, um, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter <laughs> at elhefedelhara.com. The boss. Elhefe. Find me on uh, Facebook at Nico Nice. I'm in the process now of getting the um, everything ready to do my, my first feature film that I've been wanting to do for a long, long time. It's definitely a passion project. It's something that I'm very excited about. It's something that means a lot to me. Um, you know, I'm just really excited that things are actually starting to fall into place for it and i'm still kind of in shock that this is all actually happening like it hasn't really hit me yet that you know depending on how this comes out life could be very different soon and that's that's the goal is to kind of you know tell tell stories going forward i should be having the um crowdsourcing links going up soon for that so i'll I'll definitely keep everybody posted and 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 also too I'll, i'll i'll do it for them because they're not here the um action drunkies right that's yes. their was action drunkies.com and tonight. they're not here we miss you guys and it's our missing brothers now. twitter mm-hmm. and instagram it's the action it's at the action drunkies right on both mm-hmm. all right so check check them out i did my yeah. thing for them you're good <laughs> thank you um erica <laughs> Uh, you can find me at myhorrificlife.com, where I seldom post any blogs. <laughs> uh, and on Instagram, uh, at myhorrificlife. Um, if you get a chance and if you love craft beer, please also check out Andrew Deboff's Craft Brewery, Three Marm Brewery, 
uh, if you can find it, threemarmbrewing.com. Yeah, and you can find them on Instagram, which is where I follow them. That is true, yes. Yep. Um, Sean of the Dead, what do you got? Um, well, like Nico said, shout out to uh, Robin Mack, who couldn't be here Mr. with us tonight. Um, and <laughs> find me on Instagram at uh, Sean of the Dead, where I rarely post anything, and when I do, it's just about skateboarding. So. Or the cats. Or the cats. So. <laughs> or, the, or the cats skateboarding. Yeah. Or, yeah. Or, his, or his next... Or his next production that's coming out from Blumhouse. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's Jason Blum. Oh, wait, wait. I got to I gotta, uh, yeah, plug the, uh, the Joe Bob that. event. The, the Joe Bob. Oh, yeah, yeah. Got yeah so Joe, so Joe, Bob, Joe Bob tickets are actually going to be going on sale next month from what they were saying on their site. Uh, <laughs> definitely keep an eye on that. It is going to sell out quick. Uh, so for those that don't know, Joe Bob and Darcy are coming to the Mahoning Drive-In. Um, let me just double check the dates. I know it's in July. I just want to get the correct the other date. It's the candy or no? Of, like, the 18th or 17th or something. It better be the weekend of the 18th. That's where that's our hotel's where, reserved for, so hotel. I hope so, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> just, give me, just give me two seconds. I'm just going to double check there. I, I know I know a weekend. As soon as I see it, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to know. Yeah, it's the 16th, 17th, and 18th at the Mahoning Drive-In. The tickets are going on sale next month. They uh, Actually, within the next like couple of weeks, they're they're going to be doing that. Plus, um, Monster Mania just announced they're doing their first big outdoor little shop of, of horrors uh, event. So far, they announced Stacey Nelkin and Tom Atkins for that Tom event. Tom Atkins? Mm-hmm. Nice. Shut the fuck yeah. up. Tickets, tickets are only, they're only 13 bucks, and they're going to have vendors and uh, food trucks and the DJ there. Nice. So, I, I yeah. Tommy Atkins. And and um, April 20, let me see what it is. Daddy Tom. April 20, give me one second. The 24th and 25th, uh, New Jersey Horror Con is hosting the Horror Sideshow Flea Market in Allentown, Pennsylvania. Tickets are only five bucks to get in. The uh, they're going to have a couple of celebrities there. It's going to be um, Leslie Easterbrook, Dave Sheridan, and our favorite unhappy camper slash scream queen, Felissa Rose. She'll be there, too, <laughs> signing autographs and taking pictures. So I'm probably, I'm going to be at all three events. So if you guys run into me, which I'm going to see well, you guys at the know, Joe Bob event. Well, I better run into you for Joe <laughs> yeah. Bob because we've Well, yeah, I'll, I'll be there. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah um, Talk to me through the messaging about you know tickets and stuff because uh, yeah as, as, I'm not sure what the date is they they just announced that it's going to be April that the, the, the tickets are definitely going on sale so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah hopefully so, yeah. we can get Erica out here so she can road trip with us hoping I'm hoping yeah so yeah definitely let's uh let's try and let's do that hog tire and throw her in the yeah we'll, we'll toss you in the truck <laughs> you'll probably make it is that <laughs> extra because. Guess that falls to me. Well, first of all, I'm going to plug our next episode, as I always do, um, which is going to be talking about an, another uh, kind of subgenre a little bit. Uh, we're doing Nightmare on Elm Street 2 slash the uh, documentary on Shudder's Scream Queen with Mark Patton. Um, we're going to talk about queer horror. Um, we have queer members of the ca- uh, cast, I don't know, the family here. We're the family. Um <laughs> Um, so, uh, and he's uh, an activist and, and queer horror is such a thing and my brothers are gay. So it's like, I've always been involved with that mm. community and they just really, you know, um, a lot of people hate this movie, but it's so important in queer horror that, um, you know, I think that needs to be discussed. 
And uh, well, yeah. looking forward to that. Um, Sleepaway Camp is part of queer horror. I, I wrote a whole article. Yes. It, yeah. Actually, it was uh, yeah. Ian it is. for me on Behind the Scream. Um, but yeah, so that needs to be talked about. And um, the Ghoul's Night Out, I'll just give a, a heads up because Eric and I are recording this episode tomorrow. I don't know when it will be released because I don't know when the fuck this episode will be released. <laughs> so you're just going to get it all. Um, we are going to do another Ghoul's Night Out, which is our feminist reviews. We will be talking about the infamous I Spit on Your Grave. Um, <laughs> that's going to be quite a discussion. Um mm. Tomorrow. What a movie. What a movie. <laughs> I made Sean rewatch it with me. I, uh, 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 you, you guys will hear that story in the podcast <laughs> when uh, uh. you listen to it. My story involving it. Um, and I know Erica has a lot to say about that. So uh, stay tuned for that. Um, also, well, I was going to shout out behind the screens like I always do, but uh, we got Lucy here. Lucy's here. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Thanks for being here. Because uh, we love you guys. We always shout out. I, on every show for you guys. Um, I am having my own undertaking instead of, I'm a writer, but I have kind of writer's block because I'm going through this like spine thing and it's just been whatever. Mm -hmm. But I I do a lot of beauty campaigns. I'm very involved with like cosmetics and skincare and I'm trying to start my own cosmetics line. I have a GoFundMe up on my Instagram, which is at Candy the Final Girl. Um, I'm on TikTok at Candy the Final Girl. I don't use my own Twitter because I do House of Screams Twitter where we have like, I don't know, 3,000 followers or whatever. So um, at, at House underscore Screams, it is also linked there. So any donation will help me to get this horror-themed makeup out there because I know that uh, my horror-themed girls are looking forward to some fun colors and cool shit that I have you know, cooking in my mind. The first palette is called the Final Girl Collection, and the colors are named after famous final girls inspired by them and, and uh you know of course i have uh, the final world candy fuchsia like my uh my signature color my little barbie pink <laughs> that's anyway. amazing so yeah please anything you can do to help out is is just massive to me so i had to majorly plug that because i'm really trying to get it off the ground it's my dream mm-hmm. to mix these two things that i love and uh so yeah thanks for any help or whatever um, and we also have our end of the season extravaganza, which will be live on Twitch, a double episode featuring uh, my man Freddy Krueger. Again, we will be doing Nightmare on Elm Street 4 and 5 live. By the time that you listen to this episode, it, we will probably already have done it. So I just, whatever. I'm talking in real time here. Just, just stay with me. I'm traveling as you listen. I can always edit it out, so. Just, no. <laughs> my boy none, of the creeps, none of the creeps was a blast. No, I want people to feel like, you know, they're time traveling. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I don't know what happened. I lost y'all for a minute there. I went through a time loop. We were talking about you. Just y'all know, I lost y'all for a minute. I don't know what happened. I had no I know, I saw it like, he left. He was like, this bitch won't shut up. No. Real quick, before I forget, I did, I did want to say real quick, um, my uh, producer and I, we were talking. We are going to be doing an open casting call uh, shortly. That's all going to be done through um, Skype okay. for this as well because we're cool. looking to fill the cast with um, up-and-comers as well. I wish I could because, you know, I have a background in acting, but um, I'm crippled right now. So unless you, you need a fat bitch in a wheelchair. Um... You need a chubby board, I'll be there. Oh, my God. <laughs> 
Yeah. My second chin is busy. <laughs> yeah. But I can help with uh, I can help with anything else. You know, Nico, uh, you and I have talked about that. And, I know. Um, our daughter is, yes. is helping out a little bit as well. Our oldest, Veronica, so um, or Miss Nan, whatever. But uh, yeah. So I think that is that everything. So. so yeah, um, you can reach me on any of the socials. I'm on Instagram quite a bit, um, and episode ideas, any guest spots, uh, anything like that. Just go to um, either uh, our Twitter House Nurse Streams or the Candy Final Girl Instagram. The end. Yay! Yay! Okay. <laughs> it's, I'm trying to because it's so scatterbrained. I'm like, did I get everything? Listen. Everything. Enjoy this now. This is your beautiful one's purple rain moment. I told you. This is it. Enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Lucy, thanks for staying up so late. For yeah, I know. Ian, like, when we did American Psycho, he wanted to do it so bad, but it's like, he looked like the he, old Tom and Jerry where they had the toothpicks in his he eyes. Did like, he, he did look rough. He did look rough. <laughs> That's why I've got caffeine on hand. Really so yeah. Keep me alive. Just, like chugging coffee and Lindsay, like she was rolling with it. I don't know, like I don't know what she did to keep herself up like that. But you, you did great too. Ian, that one, it's just that one episode because he's done quite a few with us. But he just could, he was falling asleep. And I felt so bad because it's like 3 a.m. there. <laughs> just like when we do behind the screens episodes, uh, it's like middle of the day for us. Yeah. Yeah. Appreciate it, and like I said, hope to have you back. We'll have a conversation tomorrow on Twitter. I'll fill you in on everything. Yeah, so sure. so great to have you. Um, we're usually a little bit wilder, so you 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 got to. We started you off nice and easy. Got you tamed today. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Lindsay got us at full P crazy, and yeah, Ian's you, seen it all. You you both lucked out tonight. <laughs> this was this was pretty. This uh, is mellow. Structured. We yeah, you definitely did. Look at us. And it, it made our perfect ten list, which uh, includes. Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Return of Living Dead, yep. uh, Love Witch, that was just me and Erica, but it counts. Um, <laughs> and The Witch, which also counts. Um, am I missing another one? No, no that's, that's, that's it. it. And, and this film, Get Out. So that's that's our entire list of perfect scores after three seasons. So. That's awesome. Yeah. So I have a question. It's, a, it's not about this right now, but have you guys reviewed The Lost Boys? Lost Boys is in season five at the very end because people have pressured me so fucking hard about that movie. I, <laughs> I listen, that, that's I my all-time favorite Warriors. vampire movie. So Dude, that, that, that'll be a very, that'll be a very interesting conversation. We're gonna say that now because <laughs> I like I, I'm an advocate Boys. for the I Lost Boys. Okay, yes, it. it's not like The Shining. I don't hate it. I just don't get the hype. <sighs> It's so 80s, man. And it's I love so it. It's the best vampire movie. I'm 41 years old. I was they're, a kid in the 80s. I grew up on 80s war. You they're know? all dressed like Adam Ant's background band. Like, <laughs> no, <laughs> and, it was way better and? dressed, honey. No. Well, that's <laughs> totally for, for another time. No. Different conversation. I'm obsessed. <laughs> So, oh, yeah. but, um, the Lost Boys is, is end of season five, but uh, we're going to edit all this out, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> what? And, yeah. <laughs> it's only because you guys keep fucking pressuring me and bringing it up, and I'm like, oh my god, why? So he's in the shiny I'm like, no. This is how we got her to do no. Chud. I mean. And, and how did that fucking go? Yeah. How did Chud go? <laughs> Anybody? How did Chud go for you? Wasn't quite as good Are as Are you sorry that you made me do it? Are you sorry? <laughs> no. Absolutely. You not. should have been sorry. I know. You were sorry. No. I know you were sorry. You're just lying. 
You've been better off doing street trash. <laughs> Probably got a better response out of that oh, one. Man, I wish. He's trying so much street trash. I love street trash. I love street trash. As bad as it is, it's so fucking good. Yeah. I, I, just the, the use of small colors. He's going to talk uh, me. It's, 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 literally, it's literally the best movie that Troma never made. <laughs> yeah. It looks yeah. like a Troma film, for real. Like, yeah. But yeah just watch the Joe Bob version, and then, then you'll love it, Candy. <laughs> What'd you say? I did watch that, yeah. There's, uh, there's the, the, the Joe Bob. Joe Bob did it on the drive, yeah. on the last drive-in. He showed it. Yeah. No, I like Joe Bob's parts. Do you understand? I'm not the one who changes. You know, I'm not the one whose mind gets changed. I change other people's minds. Ask almost anyone. Yeah. I Lucy, <laughs> when we did VHS, I changed. Mm-hmm. I changed Ian's uh, like order of how he liked everything. Did you listen to that episode? I haven't listened to it. No, I'll I, need to though. He changed his mind. And and that's how persuasive I am. And that's just because Ian is Ian is stubborn as fuck. He's just stubborn. I know. Because we were talking about how we were ranking the uh, the uh, sections, and I changed his mind, and he was like, "Oh my god!" Like right in the middle of it, he's like, "I have to change my now." And I'm like, "Ah, candy strikes again." Well done. Yeah. But Emily deserves a round of applause. Well done. (laughs) So, my back is killing me, and codeine is calling my name. So. I gotta go. That's all right. I gotta I gotta date with uh, Mary Jane right now too, so we're good. Yeah. <laughs> Opened up our drug yeah. of choice. Sweet. His sleep is his. Um, but anyway, um, thank you guys so much and um for being here and um of course I'll see you all again. So yes. um and I'll you. see Erica tomorrow. Right. Yep. <laughs> really, that's probably gonna be our most interesting episode. And I, our, I, I, on your Our grave. Out episodes are killing it. Oh, awesome. Yeah, the witch <laughs> is doing fantastic. The love witch blew up, so this is going to do great. And they're going to, I don't, I can't believe it because we are just so militantly like feminist and n- don't hold back, and people are fucking loving it. It's, it's so oh, nice. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I love that tub castration scenes. I love them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's my favorite. It's like, <laughs> That's right. I, I was kidding. Are you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah that, that will be discussed for sure. Yeah. For sure. Can't miss that one. So anyway, I love you guys and thank you to the guests. See you guys back soon. Um, uh, you guys know how to contact me and the rest of you. Um, I'll see you in chat. <laughs> see you guys. Take care. Have a great night. Good night, you guys. Good night. Have a great night. night. <laughs>